Hello and welcome to We Review Wines, the place where we review wines and drink. Far out. The place where we drink wines and you watch us. And now you're listening to us on the Pub Podcast. You're welcome to listen to the conversation that I had with my housemate and friend, Philip. Hey, Philip, say hi. Hi. Say hi louder. Hi. And say it again. Hello, Hello everyone. everyone. Yes, what we had a re- really good conversation today. I hope you like it. I hope you like it too. And uh, what do we talk about, Philip? Lots of things. Career, desire to travel, wine, of course. Mm-hmm. Lots of wine. Actually, we review a wine for you live. No editing um, on this podcast so it's an exclusive wine review for you my friend and um, please enjoy this conversation with Philip Windy hello to and welcome to we review wines Takeover of the podcast. <laughs> um, this week I'm with Philip from We Review Wines. Hi guys, hi everyone. Yes, yes, yeah. This week we're I'm doing some, uh, another thing different. Well, every week is something different at this point. Every week is different. Uh, I'm gonna try to paint a picture of what's going on here. We're in our house because we are housemates. If you didn't know. And we are in our lounge where we record more most of the videos, or all of them actually. All of our wine yeah. review videos actually. In our beautiful lounge. And we're sitting on the sofa comfortably. We have a bottle of wine that we exclusively will review for you guys live. No editing, so it probably won't be funny. But it will be real. And there's, this house has very tall ceilings, so there's a lot of echo. Maybe you can hear some. And we're underneath a blanket. <laughs> but it's laid out over the sofa and over our heads. And this is going to get very hot and steamy, for sure. It's, quite, it's, it's a hot day today. Melbourne, first hot day of spring. And we're under a blanket. But a sheet, to be specific. Under a sheet. It's kind of cool though, because it feels like we're camping out, like we were kids when we were kids. Yeah, I never did this. I was I was a cool kid. Never did this. Oh, you missed out, man. <laughs> In any case, welcome to my very good friend, one of my closest friends, uh, one of the most nice, beautiful per- people I've met in my twenty nine years of existence outside of my mother's womb, my good friend, Philip Windy. Aww, that's so sweet. <laughs> but it's true, bro, you are one of the one of the best people I've met. Like you actually, I, I truly believe, I truly wholeheartedly believe that you are one of the nicest persons I've met in real life. Okay. And uh, I've told you this before, so. No, you have told me this. <laughs> it's nice to hear. Uh, but everyone needs to know, if you are listening to us, Right now, wherever you are, in Australia, in Chile, um, in, if you are in 
Africa or if you are in Mongolia or if you are in Mars or in Venus uh, or if you are listening to us years down this path or if you are one of our children, one of our offspring, it's true. In this moment in time, it's true. So thank you for doing this. Thanks for having me. And thank also the government uh, because we have to be home anyway. <laughs> Except there's no more curfew. No more curfew. <laughs> but I mean, we can't really go anywhere or do anything, so nothing's okay. changed. It's okay. We can drink wine, and that's what we're going to do, among other things. We're going to try to have a little conversation. Um, and Philip, what wine do we have today? So today we have a Pinot Gris from Victoria, where we live. And this is hard to read under the sheet because we don't have a lot of light. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh, what a ridiculous <laughs> Oh. So this is the MVC Pinot Gris, which is sourced from premium grape growing regions in Victoria. This wine shows slightly blush color due to the juice having extended contact with the grape skins. This has produced a complex, textural, and slightly savory Pinot Gris with aromatic nuances of pears, lychees, and exotic spice. Hints of spicy pear and red apple appear on the palate. That sounds good. That's a lot of fruits. That's a lot of fruits in your diet. <laughs> if you drink this wine, you're going to be consuming a lot of different fruits. <laughs> so, this is a good one. Uh, Pinot Gris are one of my favorite white wines so i'm excited it's been a, as i said before it's been a warm day so i've been chilling this bottle for us so we can review it for you uh where did you get this one from um this was a birthday gift from caitlin and osman caitlin and osman thank you thank for you. gifting this to philip so i can drink it <laughs> and yes so thank philip for his birthday he received a lot of gift and a lot of wine I think that you, Thank you guys very much, think guys. it means a lot. Yeah, I think that you guys think that we the only thing that drink that we drink is wine, and <laughs> it's come to my attention that you also guys think that we are either a drunk or what's the word that they use? Uh, blazed. I think blazed has been mentioned a few times. I've heard the, I've read <laughs> the word blazed, and that surprises me because we are never under the influence of anything besides love. So, yeah, right now we haven't drunk anything today, and we're going to... And I can legitimately back that up. I think at most we've had maybe one or two glasses before a video, yeah. yeah. but we're, for the most part, sober, so yeah, it's kind of funny every time about someone else how drunk we are, or how blazed, or how high we, we were when we did it. Yeah, we're actually, I think we're going to get into a little bit of the detail of how we make the videos. Uh, we are actually very overwhelmed by the positive responses. Uh, the thousands and thousands and millions and we're viral and all that kind of stuff. So, not really, but um, yeah, we have a very uh, loyal following and it's just the nicest thing uh, ever. It really is. I mean, I can't really... Well, Simply put, whenever we upload a video, the responses we get, the comments, the requests for reviews, <laughs> the little messages, 
like even the simplest things like these are hilarious please keep doing this like that that makes my day yeah um because we have a lot of fun doing them and i think our only intent i guess was to have fun with it and it still is yeah i'm grateful that it makes people laugh yeah okay i i'm gonna request that we open the bottle of wine like so because i'm very thirsty and i would love to drink something cold so ah listen to that crack he's cracking open the bottle the bottle cup um and yeah and you can hear i hope you hear this Yeah. Mm. yeah, I like this. I like this already. Pinot Gris. I like Pinot Gris. Uh, cleaned. We're going to try to be silent so the microphone doesn't pick up too much of what we, well, we don't get. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, cheers. Cheers. So Pinot Gris are the French version of Pinot Grigios, if you didn't know. It's basically, basically, not exactly, but basically the same grape, but in French. So Pinot Gris, if you want to be fancy and sound fancy and sound like you know your shit. Uh, what do you think? I mispronounced it before, didn't I? <laughs> no, you were, you were pronouncing it how it should be in English, so it's all good. I I actually am a big, big fan of Pinot Gris. I think they're very um, um, what's the word? They're very charming. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's quite bold. Bold. What do you mean by bold? That's interesting. <laughs> I want to deconstruct the concept because you said that very boldly. I don't know, I guess my interpretation of me just saying that, <laughs> I promise I'm sober. <laughs> so I think off the palette, I definitely get a hint of pear, but if I could relate it to something, oh, like a pear tart, wow. Pear tart? I don't know. I don't think I've ever had a pear tart. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're nice. Alright, I'm trying to describe it or deconstruct what I'm trying to... What's going through my mind. And the re I guess the reason I say that is... There's that initial, I guess, hint of sweetness. And then that's complemented through the aftertaste of... Um, something baked mm. yeah. <laughs> I love the concept you're throwing in there I like it and you know why I like it because it only needs to make sense to you because you're experiencing this you know it's not like I need to to drink this now full disclosure I'm and not I, actually a wine snob <laughs> and get and get and get the same things and that's one of the things actually I think that's why we started doing this because the, the wine reviews because wine is wine you know, like, I think the whole point of drinking wine is that you like it. If you like it or not. Yeah. I think everyone should like wine, personally. 
<laughs> but, but but not everyone does. But not everyone does. Some people like beer. Some people like um, cocktails. Some people like vodka or whatever, and that's fine. You know, I think I I I, I think that making wines is part of an art form, like it is to make anything, create anything. Like if you're a brewer, I think or. Uh, this or you working at a distillery or you have your own distillery or even anything that you that you make I think that's an art mm. why it is but I just don't understand the you know, as you say like the snobbiness of, of it and that there is well I think that enologists are probably amazing but not because someone says that a wine is good it the wine is gonna be good and I think that 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 I think that was one of my major point with wanting to make we review wines is that if the wine is good it's good it doesn't have to be expensive to be nice and that's what i want to communicate i think most of the times with that and i think i mean everyone's probably seen something in the past comparing a 30 dollar bottle of wine from say dan murphy's or whatever versus an eight dollar from aldi and i think what our first four or five videos were all wines from Aldi. Pretty much, yeah. And they were all under the ten dollar mark, and they're really, really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I yeah, think it's, yeah, it's quite eye opening. Yeah, and yeah, I'm glad that you say that because it's not about how much how how much the wine is costs, you know, like not because the wine. Um, you need to spend more dollars, a wine is going to taste better? Not necessarily. Um, and it costs more because you ha it, it just has to do with the ingredients and with the production and where it comes from and all the labor that goes into it and etc. But mm -hmm. that doesn't necessarily mean that your palate or your tongue is going to interact with the substance going into your mouth the same way that it would for another person. I, th I think. I agree, however, I think it's worth pointing out, at least to me, there are some exceptions to the rule. Like poison. I'm pretty sure Goon, no matter where you are in the world, is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> for any Aussies listening to this, um, I don't need to explain Goon, but for anyone else... Um, yeah, what is Goon? I only learned what Goon was last year. <laughs> I guess simply put, you could say Goon is cask wine, but I think I would argue that it's a bit deeper than that. Because I've had, I've actually had some really, really nice cask wines in the past. Yeah. Um, that I would argue are pretty decent. Uh, my interpretation of Goon specifically is um, there's one called Fruity Lexia, and it's feral. <laughs> Fruity Lexia. I think <laughs> I think Berry makes it. I don't actually know what it's supposed to be, but and mind you, I don't think I've had this since I was maybe 19 or 20. It's been a really long time. For good reason. Mm. Um, if I can vaguely recall, like they use large concentrates of fish oil and a bunch of other really weird shit to create this flavor. 
It's bad. It's really, really bad. So it's not vegan, you say? It's definitely not vegan. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think the last time I would have actually made a purchase again, I... I think I was 19, if I had to really think back. But it was like... 5 litres for $15 or something ridiculous like that. Mm. What do you think of the wine now? Yeah, I like it. It's, um... To me, it actually feels a bit heavier than what I was expecting for a Pinot Gris. Mm. Like, I like Pinot Grigio, and I'll admit I haven't had many Pinot Gris before, but... Um, saying that, I know for the most part they're similar, so I think maybe I was expecting something along the lines of a Pinot Grigio, but this actually mm. feels... I'm not sure what... What's a heavier... White? Yeah, what's a heavier white? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I, I don't know that much about wines. It's, but it's something that I say that if you say something confidently and you just go on your own path, you know, you just start mixing concepts and describing a situation with a lot of metaphors, I think you get away with a lot of stuff. So with this, with the with the particular knowledge of which what wine is heavier, I don't know. But I can confidently say it's Chardonnay. Do you believe me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, I actually don't know. I think we can Google it. We have Google on our side. Mr. Google. This is true. Yeah. We can do that. Uh, I like this wine. I think it's, uh, it's it's really nice. I think you're right. I feel it as heavier than, for example, the Wahoo. So in your Blanc, we oh, did yeah, um, so review wines. The Wahoo um, is amazing. If you guys haven't listened to or watched our We Review Wines videos, I um, I think you should guys give it a go. It's only less than three minutes. All of them are less than three minutes long. And uh, on the last one, uh, Philip cut my hair. <laughs> you did a actually really good job. Uh, until I... I really didn't. Until I stopped him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pablo's got a little bit of a mullet going. I got a mullet. First time that I got a mullet. And this is the best time in my life to have a mullet. Um, I know people have been asking me about do the reveal. <laughs> What? For the hair? How the hair? Because I think some people were expecting to, for me to show like the the end product. <laughs> but I yeah, literally, we actually did yeah, But I literally, yeah, got over it because it was taking too long. For that last video, guys, we had, well, how, how long? Oh, wow. We had like 50 minutes of footage. I think it was actually more than that. And then we continued cutting my hair and I was super done by that point. I was very much done. Hence the mullet. Yep. So I was like, I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a shower. <laughs> and the amount of hair that was everywhere. Oh my god. I have a lot of hair. So I have a hairy head. So it, it was everywhere. Everywhere. Anyway, speaking of hair, 
How is Google doing? <laughs> I don't think Google has much to do with it. No? Did you ask the right question? I did. What did you ask? The only thing, one that comes up as heavy or medium mm. to heavy is Chardonnay, but I wouldn't compare. Oh! What did your boy say? Ah. Uh, Hiya. <laughs> I wouldn't actually compare this to Chardonnay because to me, backstory, to me, Chardonnay growing up, for whatever reason, I always associated with cheap and unpleasant and I'm not sure why no then I actually tried some Chardonnays some nice Chardonnays um, regardless of cost and price um, or where they came from and there was one in particular and it's actually from a vineyard down near Geelong I don't remember the name of it but oh my god it's so nice but the reason I wouldn't compare Pinot Gris at all to a Chardonnay is to me a good Chardonnay is Buttery. Yeah, like, yeah. like a fresh croissant yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I, I what, what rating will you give this? I'm sorry. It's wine that you can uh, place in your fridge to cool during a hot, during the first hot spring day in Melbourne. It's really nice to break that, um, yeah, that hiatus of white wines. If you haven't had one in a while. I don't know if you guys can get this wine though uh, individually because it was part of a, a a box, you know, of 12, was it? I can ask. But yeah, this is MWC Pinot Gris from Victoria. Uh, vintage, what's the vintage? 2016. 2016. So these are grapes that died four years ago. What about uh, your rating? Out of 10, I would confidently give it an 8. Yeah, I'll give it a 7. So we got a 7.5 average rating. If you drink this wine, let us know your rating. We would love to know and just give us some context because otherwise we, we won't know by the time that you tell us. Um, Philip, why um, why do we do we review wines? Why do you like making those videos? I guess for me personally, it's a creative outlet, a new creative outlet. Yeah. Um, and thinking back to how it started, I think no surprise here. It was Pablo's idea. <laughs> <laughs> And it sounded cool. I remember we talked about it like maybe a day or two after we moved into our uh, new place. And what was it, a Friday night? Something like that. I remember being here though, I know. And I said something like that. Yeah. I remember saying something about, oh, I hate people that are like, oh, you should like this one, not this one, this one is bad. Yeah. Right? I think Just so. a simple. Yeah, and I was like, I feel like if you like it, yeah. So that's why our first one is like the way it is. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, our first one. Uh, yeah, I remember a conversation like midweek, mm. and then I got to a Friday night, and I think at the time we um we had curfew at eight p.m. Um, amongst other things, I think the COVID numbers are still quite high. 
Um, so what do you do in that case? You drink wine. But I think we opened we opened a Malbec that we bought from Aldi. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't know. We were just hanging out, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to do a wine video?" <laughs> you were like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, with I guess the intent of yeah, communicating if it was good or bad or not. Yeah, definitely. And that was pretty much it. With a bit of humor. And I had this idea in my head that I wanted it to be very silly and very low budget like you know like i didn't want to make a huge effort i think i remember pillard being like oh we need to change and i was like nah just like we are it doesn't matter <laughs> if you don't have socks or if you have socks oh i had my i actually think i have i'm wearing my sandals with socks in the first one yeah i think so or in the second one oh, and i'm like i don't care because you pointed it out and i was like i don't care um we could kind of add it to it. Yeah. And I think in the background you can see our massive shit pile in the corner from yeah. the first week, or the first few weeks we were living here. Yeah, exactly. We just moved here, so we had a lot of stuff. <laughs> we had this corner that was, was kind of like the dumping ground mm. for shit we didn't know where to place. Yeah. So how the way that, that it works is that we... Um, during the week, we're just doing our normal stuff, and out of a, out of nowhere, one of us says, "Hey, I got an idea for a review. <laughs> Why don't we do this?" So that the like just to have a premise or like a gag during the during the video, and we just then improvise all of it. And the last one, which is probably I haven't actually checked, but it's probably the most popular so far. Really? Oh, I got done. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean the gag was wildly different. Like, you need a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, yeah, all the hairdressers and barbers are closed. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So we bring up a, a gag or an idea. We said, "Do you want to record tonight?" Yep. Yeah. Which one do do you want to review? And either either we get a suggestion from you guys, which is something that we prefer, or we select the wine that we want to drink. Easy. We uh, set up a camera. Philip is the guy that the organized guy on the on the duet. He sets up his camera. He's Mr. Gadget as well. He has all these technologic gadgets, all of them that you can imagine. He is a nerd with that stuff, and it's great. But he's very meticulous, so um, he takes his time to make it to get it perfect. So he sets up the camera, we sit down, and we start recording. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, hello, welcome to We Review Wines. And we always mess up the, the intro. Oh, always, I always forget fail, we always mess up every the single intro. one. I every always I always forget the name of the of the thing. I have, the place where we... No, and I was going to say, I, th oh, I thought we were called Wine Reviews. And I'm like, no, no. No, it's we called We Review Wines. wines. And then I have to open the videos, watch them, and then like, oh, right, yeah. And then the place where we drink wines, or the... The place where we drink wines, and you watch us. Yeah, or the place where we review wines, and then we have to watch it again. So yeah, we always forget about those things. We record the episode. We, uh, yeah, improvise all of it, pretty much. We have a couple of gags that we want to run. Like when we did the Tempranillo one, I said, hey, what if we do the 
yeah, the Spanish music. Uh, <laughs> a little Florida thing. Was yeah, actually made in Australia. That was made in Australia. Um, we record it, and then um, Philip uh, gets his computer out, and he starts editing it. And I tell him uh, what we can, how I, how we can edit it. At the beginning, it was the best thing because the first one I was telling him do do all these micro cuts, crazy cuts. Do this cut here, and he was looking at me all sus, like <laughs> it's not gonna work, bro. And I knew in my head it was gonna work, and he played it and he loved it. So that's how it became. And he's a great, he's great at editing. He's really good. He we actually that's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. But being able to. I guess micro cut, but mess around with the footage, do different things with it. Uh, it's yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's and it's not too hard. Um, in a well, all our videos are under three minutes, but they take about I'd say they take like an hour and a half for us to record and edit. More than that, I think. Mm, two hours maybe. Well, like the last one, I I actually think it was more than fifty minutes. Yeah, but that one we. That, that one doesn't count because we were just cutting hair and in between we were recording, so... Yeah, so for that, pretty much, well, for all of them, we set the camera, leave it there, hit record, Yeah. come back to it later, or when, when it's editing time, that's when we make all our cuts, but there's a lot mm -hmm. of stuff in there that does not go into the videos. So yeah, well. so I would say that we, yeah, it takes about an hour and a half for a normal two-meter two video. Mm. To, to from creation to editing and finishing it and i think wasn't our goal i mean this kind of oh, i don't know would you actually say it was a goal originally but i think we were aiming initially to have all of our videos under a minute yeah yeah and we got to oh my birthday one yeah we couldn't have it under a minute um we had a lot of footage in there and yeah, it was full of feels for me because it was birthday and it was made to feel very special. Yeah, but now that I think about it, making a one under one minute video is very hard. But yeah. um, I, th I, 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 I actually do want to aim for that. I think it's, it has a lot of value when it's under a minute because people tend to watch that more, I think. Yeah. Than having to commit to oh it's an IGTV video or it's like oh it's a few minutes. Yeah, it's people just have there, the it's content. Yeah, consumable quickly. Ex yeah, I think that's what's what's best you know these days. And I, for some reason, people spend hours on their phone scrolling through social media, but they think they can't commit more than two minutes for a video. You know, I guess that it's if the content's good, they would. Yeah. But I think. Without, without actually focusing on it too much, I think we do a pretty good job of that within the first 30 seconds or so. Mm -hmm. Like, we, we set up the premise. There's usually, well, almost always a gag within that space of time. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just... Well, maybe not, actually. I, I just like making them, and I, I just have fun making them. That's... Uh, that's what I like the most about it. Just I, yeah, I laugh a lot. I feel I mean, Philip is a pretty funny guy too. So, um, yeah, I have a lot of fun with him, and I'm very glad that a lot of my friends are discovering Philip 
through the videos. A lot of my friends have been like, oh, Philip is actually very funny. Yeah, yeah, he's just shy. And, um, yeah, I think. But he's, he's a really nice dude and funny. Typically, I am pretty shy, I suppose. Depends on the setting, because if music starts playing, you are dancing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends on the music, depends on the mood. I think... Like today, for example? Or... I've been a moody bitch. Hey, and ladies, <laughs> ladies, this moody bitch is single. Worst, <laughs> worst timing to say that. Worst timing, because no one's allowed out anyone. Mm. Thank you. Well, I I am particularly and personally very happy to see um, a lot of people having picnics outside. We are finally uh, um, allowed to have picnics outside with friends, and I think it's a beautiful thing to see. It is. Yeah, it's actually very very nice. Um, I, I, yeah. So it's worth mentioning. Um, where Pablo and I live, we we live very literally across from a well, it's a park, but it's a park. It's, it's a small park. It's a park. Yeah. It's a small park, but it's incredibly diverse at the same time. Like there's a small lake in the middle. Um, it's a lot of grass area. There's a lot of really well maintained gardens. There's the bowling club. There's two playgrounds, um, which attracts a lot of little humans. <laughs> But, you know, by default, that's my lunchtime walk, or if I've got a walk and talk kind of meeting um, with a colleague at work, like my team lead, we do a one-on-one -on -one session every fortnight. Um, that's the de facto place to go walking, because it, it's, it's just nice, it's so accessible, it's pretty... And today, like I went for a bike ride a little bit earlier, and I think I left around a quarter to six, and riding past, there were people out. There were people laughing, there were people with picnics, and these cute little setups, and it was, just, it was really, really, really nice to see. It made me really happy. So I think for... How long has it been now? What, eight weeks? Eight weeks uh, from since we moved in. No, stage four. Ah, oh. yeah, since we moved in, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Um, oh, even that was weird because we moved. We looked at this place in stage three. We moved in on the first week of stage four. Yeah. But yeah, it's beautiful to see a lot of people now. I'm not dwelling <laughs> on the past, I'm not talking about that past. We, yeah, I'm actually very happy that things are opening up. As slow, as slow as they are, at least they're opening up a little bit. And I'm very happy to see people uh, interacting and hanging out with their friends. I hope you are too. I hope if you're in Victoria, in Metro Melbourne, you are doing that. And if you're not, you are lucky. <laughs> you're very lucky yeah um philip why don't you tell everyone what you do because um yeah. what i do yeah what do you do for money <laughs> for a means of survival uh so i'm a software developer i think 
I feel like a lot of listeners may, oh, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they do. But what is this? What is a self, software developer? Um. And simply put, yes, very simply put, and do it as try to explain it as poetic as poetically as possible. Poetically. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Insert some metaphors because y- yeah. That sounds like yeah, a challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> so. A software developer creates things in a virtual space out of nothing, essentially. So it's like, imagine yourself that you're a god that creates this little universe. Mm -hmm. And you, as the god, decide what type of chemical elements are going to compose that universe. Just went really deep, really quickly. But would, would, that be, would that be something like? Would it be like something like that? Mm, not quite. Not quite because there's still a formula to the way things are created. Yeah. Well, well if I'm a god, I have my formula. Checkmate. <laughs> no, if you're a god, you've got free will to do anything you want with with what you have, right? Well, do you think you think that gods don't have their own parameters? I question the validity of the concept of a god. So, uh, a god is uh, a being that has the power to create stuff with parameters, though. Yeah, definitely. So, with that in mind, I don't know, actually. I guess I can relate it back to my earliest experiences. Um, So trying to figure out what to do with life and whatnot. Mm. I did a gap year. Hashtag triggered. (laughs) Yeah, you did a gap year. At the time of my life, uh, worked for just over a year as a waiter, <laughs> I was in hospitality for a while, I came back and I was a waiter here for what, three years? I can't actually remember. I love when like, he always brings up that he worked in hospitality because then he will show you how he can carry four plates. <laughs> I can still <laughs> carry four plates. plates. He doesn't need to carry stuff like a waiter at home and he still does, it's the best. No, but it's habit. Because <laughs> I think all up, I spent what? Four and a half years of my life carrying plates. Oh, that's been like I've spent like six. So yeah, you can do it too. Yeah, but, but <laughs> it, it, it's like habit. Uh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's efficient. You know, why carry two plates from the kitchen to the lounge room, which is all of three meters away, yeah. <laughs> when you can carry three? <laughs> but I guess mm. through I could say that was the beginning of the journey in terms of deciding, hey, I like building software, this is fun. How, well, how can you figure out if you like building software, though? If you were working in hospitality? Well... Is that something you did at school? No, so uh, I did a certificate to... I can't remember the name of the program, but it was a certificate to course that contributed to my HSC. 
What is a HSC? Uh, high school certificate. Halal snack. Halal snack. Cup. Oh, I can't do a cup. You need the whole pack. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mean, there was that, but I've always had a fascination with technology, gadgets. <laughs> I think I built my first PC when I was fourteen. So is it basically because you like computers? Yeah. Yeah. So, because if you yeah, I reckon that if you're not exposed to computers, you're not you're never gonna know that you wanna work with software. Fish. But not even necessarily just computers now, like all forms of technology. Um, like to go back on the hospitality thing quickly, understanding that a career in that space. It would take a long time to, I guess, get to a point where you could save up to go traveling frequently for little things like that. Um, and as much fun, although I actually did have a lot of fun, especially in the last restaurant that I worked in, very fun. I had a really good time. Um, it wasn't what I wanted to be doing long term. So I remember when I got back, I was back under my parents' roof again for, I think, five months trying to figure out what to do. And I had this moment where I remember, I guess, saying to myself, hey, I'm oddly creative. I like computers. I like tech. So why don't I create things on computers? Um, so I started, I guess, I started looking around for options that would help fuel that desire. Mm. And I think for me, uni wasn't an option at the time because I did really, really, really poorly um, in high school. But wait, wait. You were like, all right, I like computers, I like creating blah, 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 mm-hmm. like this. But did you have another option? Were you like deciding between different options or were you like, this is what I, I can see? No, actually, I don't recall having you know, other options that I considered pursuing. I think it was a case of... Hey, that would make sense. I'm looking for something to study, something that mm. could potentially be a career in the right. future. With the lack of marks in mind, my age at the time, mm. uh, my only option was TAFE. Um, and I think I was pretty set on moving to a city so this was after a year and a bit spent in Europe working and traveling coming back to Newcastle which is where I'm from and where I grew up and I have a lot of love for Newcastle it's a beautiful place but it's at least back then although geographically large it's a small place I think if you were to be looking for study opportunities in certain fields, etc., or you know, job prospects, etc., it's 
I think, natural that you would gravitate to a larger city like Sydney or Melbourne or, or even Adelaide, I think, has a bit of a tech scene now. Yeah. Uh, or Dubbo. Dubbo. Or... Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Dubbo. Wagga wagga. Um, and I think also uh, like living on my own and traveling and learning a lot of things the hard way um, coming back home and living under my parents roof again was I wanted my independence put it that way so that's why you decided to so that combination or I guess the elements of that equation led to applying for a certificate for in programming at TAFE in Sydney. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess that's how that started. <laughs> um, I think the next step was finding a place to live and um, it just so happened that my friend Georgia, um, too often known for a very, 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 very <laughs> long time. I have no idea, actually. I'd really have to think about that. Georgia, if you happen to be listening to this, it would have been from grammar, like year seven, right? Or earlier than that. She's not here. You just have to do something. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Where are you going with this? Um, Georgia had a flatmate who was moving out around about the time I was moving to Sydney. Well, wait, why, why are we speaking about Georgia? Point of reference in history. This What year is this? 2008? No, 2009. What? You're old. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was 19. But yeah, I ended up moving in with Georgia. Um, did she was living in Randwick? Did you fall in love with Georgia? Did not fall in love with Georgia. One of my closest mates, Mike, did, and they're happily married now and expecting a kid. And it's not I'm yours. trying to think when did you announce that actually? It's not yours. <laughs> no. You would be close to six months pregnant, I believe. Maybe. Are you talking to... Georgia's not here, man. <laughs> She's not here. Full disclosure, There's I've never done here. a podcast before. So. It's always only here. <laughs> and I'm not in Georgia. Anyway. Hey, guys, one of the things, one of my favorite things that I've discovered while living with Philip is that he loves to make voices. <laughs> He's actually really good at making accents and voices. He's a really good voice actor. He is, believe me. He has a killer British accent. Oh shit, I said that, so now you have to make it. You have to do it. <laughs> I'll put you on the spot. Oh, you did, put, you did put me on the spot. I do that often. I do put people on the spot often. It's the best thing. Fucking bollocks. <laughs> um... Yeah, I suppose I'm pretty good at that. You're you're actually really good, man. Yeah, I, I think you're very talented with that. I don't know how how you would call that talent, but I think it's pretty good. P- 
pretty good, pretty good. But for I, I personally, I envy that thing or that capacity or I do envy that. Um, that is actually that, not the first time I've heard that. Though. That journey that you have. How do you mean? Yeah. Of getting to the point of. Um, Okay, well, what, what can I do for a career? Oh, I like this and this. Oh, I should try this. And be very comfortable with that. Because mm. I've never experienced that. I've never experienced being close to that. At all. If I could speak maybe slightly philosophically. Oh, no, no. Fully philosophically. There's not some thing <laughs> as to like It was a combination of logic and excitement logic in the sense that i think that's just naturally how my mind works i need parameters i need to be able to assess the situation before i make a call on how i'm going to react to it um otherwise i end up doing stupid shit um and excitement of hey i fucked around with this little course and now i can build a tiny little calculator that prints up crap on my screen <laughs> like that's cool <laughs> that's not, that's fun mm. uh, well that's an interesting point that you put out there the mix of logic and excitement think... yeah i don't know what to add to it yeah i because mm. i think that formed the basis and you know, the first few classes, I think um, my very first programming class specifically, so the course encompassed a bunch of other classes in theory, but my first class specifically, and I think, oh, my first teacher, I think his name was Nevin, I think, super cool guy, but the way he broke down some of the fundamental concepts not necessarily a programming, but how to think logically was mind-blowing, for lack of a better description. This is game theory? No, the logic of... So he used this example of walking. Yeah. You're a human yeah. walking. What do you do? You put one foot forward yeah. in front of the other. Yeah. But what is every single possible element that goes into that... Mm foot going forward, is it your left foot, is it your right foot, how far above the ground are you going to lift that foot, how far forward um, from your core are you going to put that foot, what if there's a rock in front, Um, you can't put that foot forward as much as you like, what do you do, do you keep trying and kick it and hurt your toe, do you change direction if you change direction which direction do you turn how many Mm. degrees Um, and he went on with this example and went really deep in the space of 20 minutes and had the whole classroom Ah. (laughs) yeah i love that and that's essentially that was essentially my first programming lesson and he built on that from there um and i think I guess the intent behind that was 
to get people used to this concept or idea of thinking extremely critically. I love that. I think that's how we need to experience everything in life, not just programming. And I think I've gone through you, like with you, with like this type of dissecting of stuff mm. within your own self, or how to interact with people. Well, that's the thing, right? Like that was that example was used to describe programming and the level of thoughts and critical thinking that needs to go mm. into it. But it can be applied to anything. anything. Yeah. Uh, but back on excitement from earlier, it was much the same kind of thing, like that added to the excitement, this whole new way of thinking that I'd never really processed or acknowledged before. This is cool, I'm gonna like this. Mm. How did you know you were gonna like it? Um, I was excited to go to class. I was excited to wake up in the morning and go to campus. You know, I, I had some killer friends. I've still got some really good friends that I'm still in touch with today. Thank you, Georgia. We didn't study together, but, <laughs> but Georgia and Mike, I think, out of all the people I still speak to from high school, they're part of a very small group of friends that I would still consider close. Wow. Even though we don't, even though we don't talk much. Mike and Drop, if you're part of that group of friends, <laughs> wow. Like we, we're something. still in touch. We don't talk <laughs> often, but you know, I think. Wait, you're digressing. Yeah, I am digressing. So you're digressing, <laughs> and you're digging yourself in a hole. So, <laughs> yeah, you were saying excitement. Going into the group of friends and... Yeah, that added to this excitement. You know, we had the regular cafe mm. and the people who worked at the cafe were really cool and we always had a good laugh and a chat. But I think fundamentally, like, for me, I guess in a educational style setting, I think it was actually the first time where I genuinely wanted to be there every day of the week what about what about the philip the the philip the human you know the homo sapiens sapiens the guy that is trying to find his space in the in this in this society you know that you're immersed in yeah mm -hmm. what about that guy the guy that has to also fulfill certain needs as a human of Right, belonging, but also of uh, development and evolution mm -hmm. uh, and procreation and all that kind of stuff. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously, because you're you're talking about the guy that um, that you were. Um, what did you say? Talking about. What, 19-year-old me? Yes. When, when your frontal cortex, frontal lobe cortex is not fully formed, you know, to make critical decisions. But you knew back then that you wanted, or you wanted to try this, and does that excite you? But, for example, playing video games excites you, or dancing excites you, mm. or 
I don't know, having uh, smoking weed with friends excites you or having uh, petting a dog excites you. But why don't you decide to go for that? How do you know you should go for the oh, self-recreation? And that's going to be, that's something that's going to determine a lot of where your place in society and your place in within I didn't. your subculture. Didn't. Um, I did not know. Yeah. So why do you go for that then? Instead of becoming a dog handler. Oh, that would be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, See, even there is excitement, you know? You're like, yeah, that would be so cool. But you know you're not going for that. How do you choose? Is it because, is there logic with, I don't know, be, becoming a dog whisperer or someone that, work, that works with dogs? Is it because of the, the logical thing that you were saying it's lacking? Yeah, I think there's definitely logic to that. I mean, and if I had to think of a logical element to that, it would be... One, you're good with dogs. Um, Two, you know how to read a dog, you know how to interact. Mm. Um, you understand boundaries. Um, something a dog handler is obviously passionate about, I would hope. Yeah, but for example, I'm, I'm talking about you. Why, mm. do you. why don't you go for that? Why that didn't come as an option? I think... I was about to say the word value, and I don't think that's the correct word to use. But I guess the reason that's on my mind is probably has a lot to do with not necessarily my upbringing, but I think a lot of the messaging we were taught through high school and things like that. So I guess typical de facto Western society and set of values that's instilled um, throughout high school, etc. You know, what's the classic combination? You go to school, you find a partner, you go to uni, you oh. get married, you have kids, you, you, buy have, a house. you have a stable job, you buy a house, you die. Mm. Uh, yeah, you, you retire traveling, you retire. Yeah. But classic combination yeah like the american dream australian dream kind of yeah i think that probably had a lot to do with it um you know, i'm grateful for being able to i guess tap into something that i genuinely enjoyed and still do and like i said before i, I was excited to go to campus every day and you know, learn something new yeah. or work on my project that I'm super proud of and yeah but at the same time I think I guess to answer your question choosing that path as opposed to you know something else I was passionate about um, probably had a lot to do with oh this is potentially a financially viable path mm. to choose um, or and it's true more, more than probably financially viable it's maybe more financially Safe as well. stable or secure or with better projections 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, back then, you know, back then especially, if you were a software developer and you had a particular skill set, you, know, you were de highly desirable. And even more so today, there's a lot more engineers out there in the world. I mean, kids are learning to program from a really early age. That's so, so cool. I love mm. that that's a thing in certain schools now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I guess that means a certain sense of safety and security yeah. as well. So you've chosen that already and you're going through it. Mm. What, what's that type of life that you want? Do you want that type of life for having the, the, the stable job for a good company and the wife and buy a house? No. That? no. What, what do you want now? It's going to be a complex answer. It's a complex question. <laughs> it is. I think... I mean, there's a big chunk of life between then and now, and a significant portion of that was quite painful. Um, Another significant chunk was quite nice too, but um, I suppose through certain life experiences I've discovered things that I never knew about or never considered before and that's a lot of different experiences and things that have come about have contributed to I suppose me realising that the stock standard Australian dream, American dream, whatever you want to call it, is not all that great. Like, I'm sure it works for a lot of people, but, you know, I travelled a lot when I was younger, and then I didn't travel at all for a good six or seven years, and I think people talk about the travel bug. Um, that started with... Oh man, that was wild. I think it was, would have been... I think it was 2016. Um, and at this time, very specifically, I'd gone through some really, really hard shit. Um, that's a really vague description. Um, that I'd been at a low point, um, and with previous relationship ending, um, the workplace I was at at the time, um, it was a fun place, but it was under a lot of pressure um, all at the same time. Um, led to this particular day of if I remember, it was actually a Monday of all days where my tech lead or the CTO technically of the uh, company I was working at, um, I think around about 4.30 that afternoon, he grabbed me and Shravan, um, one of my closest friends, um, who just had a baby by the way, 
Um, sorry, his wife had a baby. Oh. <laughs> oh. His wow. wife okay. had a yeah, baby. Yeah, I was really worried. Um, yeah, I don't quite remember how it all came about, but we all, he, we've been working on this project trying to um, meet a deadline that was a little bit ridiculous, but we made it. But we were sort of toward the end, and I remember Ian tapping us both on the shoulder because we um, sat next to each other. It's like, you got 10 minutes, I'm gonna buy you a beer, we're gonna fuck off and we're gonna talk shit because everyone in this office needs a break basically. And I'm paraphrasing, but anyway. Um, that happened, went to the pub, got chatting about deadline for this project. Um, we delivered what we needed to do, um, it was in time for launch. I remember Ian saying, hey, wild idea, Easter long weekend coming up, why don't you two fuck off to Bali or Thailand or somewhere cheap where, like, by our, by the Australian dollar standards. Really? Yeah. Wow. And take a day of, uh, take a day in lieu for our day because we've been working a lot of overtime. Um, book it. Do whatever you need to do, and he'll deal with upper management. Um, I guess essentially as a shield between us and them. Um, so we did. Um, I think I had my. I don't know if I. I think I had a tablet or something at the time. So there at the pub, talking about this and fuck, yeah, fuck it, let's just do it. Um, we opened up Expedia last minute Webjet. Um, found the cheapest possible flights we could find to Bangkok. Wow. <laughs> um, didn't book accommodation. So you just booked the flight and... Yep. And that's booked how you, you say that the travel bag was gone. I think that's definitely a big contributor to how it all sort of started again. So you, you, so why did you, why did you bring up the travel bag? Is that what you want to do? I think that combined with trips that have come thereafter and like currently I work for an airline which is perhaps not the best space to work in um, during a global pandemic but because <laughs> we can't go anywhere but um, that reinvigorate I think those experiences reinvigorated this constant desire to discover places, to discover cultures that I had no knowledge of, to learn about how people do certain things that would seem perhaps really foreign to the average Melbourneian, for example. Um, so that's what you want to do? I think that's a strong desire that I could definitely not ignore. Uh, you know, while I love my job and it provides stability, etc., there's a big part of me that definitely doesn't want to settle for the standard Australian dream. I think there's... I don't know, metaphorically, I could say I'm a sponge, maybe. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> uh, I suppose. <laughs> I like to soak things. <laughs> I am addicted to knowledge. 
Wow, that's a very big statement. I enjoy learning things. Yeah, actually that's true. Yeah. Um, no, I enjoy taking the time to step back and observe something that might be foreign to me, but is interesting. I think you like, you like teaching too. How so? Well, I've noticed that you have this innate, this innate uh, want or desire to help people and to fix things and to find answers. And whenever I ask you one thing, I can ask you the most simple thing. You will go into the most detailed, the most detailed answer. And I'm already leaving the room because you're going <laughs> off on a tangent. And you, and you follow me with all these details. And what if you try this? I'm like, dude, oh, it's already... <laughs> thank you. I've already done it. Oh, oh thank you. I'm, I'm, oh, but let's try this. And you want to try different ways to find a solution to things. You always want to help. You always want to find... You always want to fix problems. Every single time. Even with a rhetorical question, you want to fix it. <laughs> you need the answer, you need to provide the answer. So that's why I say that that you don't want to leave questions unanswered. And that's a that's a, an actual beautiful quality to have. Thank you. I do wonder if it's inadvertently a burden as well. Probably. Um, if I could relate that to a common format, um, I'm a to-do list person. <laughs> I'm oh very much a to-do God. list person. Too much. And you know, if I don't complete my to-do list for a day or a week or however I'm structuring things in my weird mind, I end up creating anxiety as a result. Mm. Yeah, I, I think. I should, think you've called this out as well. I think you should change your system. I think you should continue doing to do lists, but you shouldn't depend on them. And sometimes you should not follow the to do lists. I you, you, I make to do lists. Hmm? I don't follow them. <laughs> I lose them. I open a, a notepad on. On my computer, have a to-do list, or just paste it on WhatsApp, and then I forget about it. <laughs> That's how it works. But somehow it works for me. I'm just very... I get shit done. So I've noticed... And I know I go through waves and phases. But I've noticed... Like last week, I think... I kind of let my to-do list of... There was some important stuff on there, and there was some menial stuff that I would like to have done, but it wasn't super important. And I remember not looking at it. And so the app I use, um, it provides an easy way to add a reminder, as in you note. Mr. Gadget! <laughs> of course you have an app for you to do this. Of course it syncs across all my devices. Oh my god, <laughs> do you pay for it? I do. Oh my god. <laughs> The South American and me can't accept that. You need to get free shit. Free shit. Free is good. Free is good. I can't actually 
recommend the app because I think it's buggy as hell, but it's also... Do not recommend it on my podcast, they don't pay for free advertising. <laughs> But, yeah, I went, what, a week and a half of just adding reminder notes whenever I remembered something that bothered me or I wanted to resolve or something I actually needed to do. Yeah. Not that I can remember anything off the top of my head at the moment, but it got to, I think, Sunday, just past, and I had this moment where I was like, ah, fuck, I need to get my to-do list back into order. You know how, how <laughs> I, I make myself remind or remember of stuff? I schedule emails to myself. It's good. <laughs> so go, go on Gmail, create a new email, and schedule it for the day that I want it to be remembered. And then I get an email from myself in the past saying, you gotta do this. That's how I remind myself of shit. I think I could learn from that. So I say that because I have a hard time prioritizing. That's the thing that I wanted to just say just now and you just brought it up. Like, you know, obvious things, pay rent, etc. Or pay a bill, like that does by the way, you didn't pay the rent! That messes up with your head so much. What date is today? It is the second. The, ah, no, we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> but no, 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 but the point that I wanted to make, but I don't know if it's gonna be so strong now, is pick one up, of the pick things. Thing. <laughs> I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, one of the things that I think that I've mastered, <laughs> that I've learned quite well, is that I know how to discern what is important and what mm. is urgent. So, when I have stuff to do, I know what is... It's good to do what thing, things that are urgent first, because they are the most time... Uh, what, what, what's the word? Like, time essential or time... Time critical. Time critical, yeah. And, but then focus on the important stuff that you gotta do through. Mm. You need to balance that. Yeah. So, w- once, you, once you get the hang of that, that, then it's really easy to get stuff done. Mm. Yeah. So, I think, I think it would work, maybe, probably in your case, especially, is to... Yeah, you, you go to your to-do list and then you have a subcategory or like a symbol that you would use for this is urgent yeah. and then this is important. Yeah, I think that would definitely help a lot. Mm. Um, Fuck, I need to rent. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rent. Fuck. Pay your rent, boys and girls. Pay your rent. I did pay your rent. Did you? I'm sure, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Check your phone. Check. Check your phone. Philip. Well, what, what's our setup? You pay the rent and I pay the bills. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, Philip. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Philip, if you could go back in time and speak to 19 year old 
Oh. No beard, Philip. What would you tell him? Hmm. Listen to your gut and follow your instinct no matter how uncomfortable a particular situation might be. Uh, trust your intuition. And allow room in your mind for desires to dwell, but give merit to your logical mindset that can assess the value of those desires as well. Hmm. That's pretty good. And just like that, the same way he came into our lives, he leaves. Bye, Philip. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So, so um, thank you for thank you for being here. Now you can leave my house. I live here. Okay. <laughs> uh, but thank you for doing this. Um, if you have enjoyed the conversation, please message Philip. Philip, you actually have a a an Instagram account that is public. Please tell. Oh, us I about do. I've got two Instagram accounts. Please tell us about your Instagram account. So I've got a me one that's private. Um, I suppose so I can share things with people. He has also a photo. I'm comfortable with. He also has a photo account. Photos. Yes. Um, I like so. Amongst all the things I like doing, I very much like taking photos and I very much enjoy the post-editing or post-photo processing process as well. Um, so I set up... Crap, what's my Instagram handle? <laughs> Philip W underscore photo. So give him a follow. Guys, if you have any ones that you would like us to review, send us a message. We would love to review it. We like to review wines that are under $20 of budget um, because I think there's a lot of gems to be found in the budget wine market. What do you think, Philip? Absolutely. Absolutely. And also, we don't get paid to do any of this, so the less money we can spend on drinking wine, the better. So, thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Philip, last message. Last message to the people listening in the future. Thank you for listening to this. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And I hope you enjoy our wine reviews and we will continue to make them because even if people don't like them, we love making them. So I think we're going to keep making them. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> no one watches that. <laughs> All right, thank you. Talk to you next week.